Resolving Childhood Trauma Through the Power of a Love That Heals with Danielle Burnock, the author of Emerging with Wings, on episode number 207 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. One thing that I think I had going for me, even in the midst of all the trauma and being being a highly sensitive person, is in there somewhere I had like a warrior mindset. I'm not going to live like this. I was miserable. I had horrible self-harming behaviors, but I kept trying to run away from it in some way. I didn't know how, like clawing at the wall. And I mm-hmm. think that tenacity, that drive to want to heal, to be different, to change, I think that's extremely important. It's one of my core values. Hi, this is Jan Edwards from Paving the Way Foundation, where we fight against online exploitation of children and prevent sex trafficking. On the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, you will learn ways to navigate adversity in your life to achieve peace and purpose. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity. This is the podcast where we help you grow through what you go through to navigate adverse life conditions and to emerge to your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. A pleasure and a privilege to have you join me today here at the Beyond Adversity podcast. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. You can find me at drbradmiller.com. That's where we have over 200 episodes of this podcast, which are going to be helpful to you. It's also the place where you can find the sponsor for this program, which is the 40-Day Way. You can go to, four, you can go to drbradmiller.com slash 40-Day Way for the coaching and program, which will help you in 40 days to develop your PLP, your personal life plan, to help you get on, back on track from being stuck in your life. Today, we're going to be talking about trauma. We're going to talk about childhood trauma and other personal life trauma. Our expert guest is Danielle Burnock from, from DanielBurnock.com. And she is knows, likes to be known as the lady on the internet who loves you. And why is that? Is because she focuses on her book, Emerging with Wings, The True Story of Lies, Pain, and the Love That Heals. She focuses in on healing in your life through love and through choosing to address unresolved trauma. We all have it in our life, but some have more shocking and more intense trauma indeed. And on our podcast episode today, Danielle's going to outline and you're going to feel the emotions as she talks about her story of, uh, of childhood trauma and other trauma in her life and how for a long time it went unresolved. But then she's going to teach us a little bit about her process that she learned and teaches. It's called the self process. It's a four-step process. She'll unpack it uh, during our podcast and talk about her organization called the called 4F Media, Faith, Family, Friends, and Freedom. 
and the other aspect of her life. So she's developed a process here. She's gone through the trauma herself. She's gone through a process, and she has many tools at her website to help you at danielburnock.com. You're going to love this interview, and when we come back on from the other side of the interview, we're going to talk about what you specifically can do in your life to address unresolved trauma. Right now, let's get into our interview with Danielle Burnock from danielleburnock.com. As we have Danielle Burnock with us, she is a trauma-informed self-love coach, an author, and a speaker with several books and some great details on her website, danielleburnock.com. And she is here to talk to us about childhood trauma and about how you can get through it. And she likes to call herself the woman who loves you on the internet. So we're glad to have you with us today, Danielle Burnock. Thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And I've looked through your website and your materials, and you have quite an interesting story to tell, interesting and tragic in some ways story to tell, but also then a process to help people to deal with things. So let's just kind of start to get some context. You, you talk a lot about trauma in your in your writing, in your in your processes, but that comes from your own personal experience. So tell us a little bit about your trauma that you faced as kind of the foundation of what you teach about now. Well, I am a survivor of multiple childhood traumas that I dismissed as not bad enough because I was not sexually molested. I hadn't been in a typhoon or in a plane crash or Sandy Hook massacre. Mm-hmm. And I compared everything I had been through to something that ginormous. So what I'd went through, I dismissed it. And I grew up in a very authoritarian home. And emotions were not something that we did much or okay. acknowledge. So when I went through different things, I you shove them down. That's what you do. Children were to be seen and not heard. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Stop okay. being so sensitive. So just you know, erase your emotions. <laughs> And that in and of itself is a form of trauma called childhood emotional neglect. Okay. Also, I went through bullying. I was not born Danielle Burnock. I changed my name legally in 1988. I have a trauma that was associated with my name. Okay. I suffered a trauma at the church where I was publicly humiliated in front of the entire church. And that affected me for my entire life Hmm. until intervened at a later date and through much process. (laughs) I I was healed of all of that, but it was a very lengthy process because my trauma was so deep and multifaceted. I discovered later after healing and after I wrote my first book, I started learning many of the terms (laughs) that I didn't know what they were back when I suffered them or when I healed from them. Hmm. And I also had a lot of death growing up. My grandmother died in July, one summer. And two months later, my father died. And I was there. And it was awful to be a witness of that. Yes. And four years later, my oldest brother died. I lost a close friend in high school. So multiple traumas within like a four, five year period of death added to the neglect and the bullying. (laughs) And it's like I had trauma at home, trauma at school, trauma in the neighborhood and trauma at church. Like where else could it be? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Wow. So you had this, so your early life was just filled with all trauma and all the drama that comes with the trauma. And yet you have found yourself in a process here where you have taken some actions in your life 
that you didn't stay stuck there. And what we love to talk about here, Danielle, is people who they've had these bad experiences. They've had these adversities, these traumas that you have shared, whether mm-hmm. in childhood and for some people, it was dramatic things. I can't help but, you know, we're in the time when a, a time of war in Ukraine and I can't but think oh, about yeah. all the drama and trauma that families are going through and all the things of that. And that'll stick with them forever. But how you well, handle it's been going on in the pandemic the last well, the two years, the pandemic. trauma that's just, just been wielded throughout the whole world and the depression and the suicide rate has gone up. It's like, it's yes. Yeah. So a lot of people are really off in the ditch because of whatever happens to them and it happens to everybody, but you chose not to stay stuck. And that's where I want to go with you for a minute or two here, Danielle, what were some of the actions you, you took in your life to begin to shift from the drama and the trauma that you experienced to something else, to a better pathway? What are some of the actions that you took? One thing that I think I had going for me, even in the midst of all the trauma and being, being a highly sensitive person, is in there somewhere I had like a warrior mindset. Okay. I, I'm not going to live like this. I was miserable. I had horrible self-harming behaviors, but I kept trying to run away from it in some way. I didn't know how, like clawing at the wall. And I Mm -hmm. think that tenacity, that drive to want to heal, to be different, to change, I think that's extremely important. It's one of my core values. Mm, that's awesome. Well, in that fight, I it was a very messy thing, but I took a road trip all the way out to California and back trying to run away from myself and my pain. I think I wasn't quite sure. It was an internal drive I didn't completely understand. Okay. But it was on that road trip where God intercepted me. I wrote about it in my book, and I have all different kinds of ways of putting it, but that was the beginning of change was when I call it, he apprehended me. Mm. My perception of God was so skewed and messed up, but his love intercepted me there. And that was the beginning of making more changes. It was what gave me hope, even in the midst of my messed up mindset about God. I thought God was this big, mean thing, mm-hmm. a punisher. You have to earn his love. You have to work. You have to do, you know, and all those negative things. Yet I still had that. I had a thing in there. I had a mm-hmm. thing in there that there was hope. Yeah. I think hope is so powerful. If people could find a way to hope, they can go to the next day. They yeah. can go to the next thing. They can try something again if you feed that hope. Because in the midst of all that misery and depression and fear, oh, such a fear-centered person, I I reached for hope over and over and over again. And you were very intentional about it, it sounds like. I mean, you took this road trip. You knew something was not right. That you had to do something about it. And so instead of just kind of stewing in I your- I did a lot of not right. Lots of drugs and lots of- eating disorders and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the things I say in my first book that it was ignorance, but okay. my change wasn't through knowledge or wisdom or anything. But I, what I, I like to say, and I like to quote myself is I got to where I am today because I refused to stay where I was. Wow. Change is something I have done over. That's that warrior mindset you were speaking about a moment ago. You refuse to stay where you are. You took action. I love that, Danielle, because that just shows that that passion within you that you got to have enough pain or 
pain on one side or yearning for the relief of the pain right. to do something about that. And and I love that the, the, the action part of what we're talking about here of doing that, even though you were trying other stuff, you mentioned drugs and eating disorders, people try all kinds of things that are not healthy. But you well, the started... pain is so bad. You're trying to quiet the pain. Right. Plus, I had been taught, not you know, schooled intentionally, but through you know, children catch things from their parents. Yes, of course. You know, the emotions. You don't deal with the emotions. My mm. mother squelched hers. I learned, you know, later on in life that both of my parents were emotionally neglected, and they mm. suffered trauma too. So I have multi generational trauma. I mean, it was mm. passed along from them. They didn't mean to do that. It was not intentional. And I know a lot of people have a hard time dealing with their trauma when it's connected to their parents because yeah. they feel like they're throwing them under the bus. Right. And I'm I not did. throwing them under the bus. It's just a matter of, of the source of where it was at. And then you learn later, you have to focus on healing yourself and then you can deal with the other things afterwards. In terms of the pain you have or the sources of, of trauma growing up, you have to identify it and deal with it, but you don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there, right. stay, stay stuck there. And that's what you're doing here. You mentioned that on your road trip that you said you were apprehended by God. I, I, I want to go there with you for a minute. I'm a, I'm a big believer that people get through adversity when they take action, but they also have to connect to something beyond themselves, beyond, you know, mm -hmm. people get so kind of, you know, into their own head, into their own stuff, <clears throat> when you start to connect to something greater than themselves. And that's, and oftentimes when people have healing through a, a drama, it's they've connected to a higher power. Sometimes that's through religion, sometimes it's through meditation or something like it, or breathing exercises, any number of things that people do. Tell me about your experience. It seems like you're your apprehended by God experience was a part of your totality of your healing process to connect up with a higher power. How's been a part of that process for you? That's a, that is the biggest part of my process. As I grew up in church a little bit till I had that horrible trauma that happened in the church. Then when my grandmother, and my dad died, I was really angry with God because I felt like he killed them which I know I am not alone in that attitude. There are many people that blame God when someone dies. Mm. And then I tried to prove that God didn't exist because I knew enough to get myself in trouble. I'm like, well, if he exists, I'm in trouble. Mm. <laughs> so I need to prove he doesn't exist so that I'm not in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but I was not successful in that because when I went on this road trip, I was a very angry person from the trauma. And finally, through a long involved process, I found someone to go with me out to California. It was this young lady. I had just met her for us to go on this trip. I met her at school in college. And she brought a Bible with her. Okay. I mean, she just showed up the day to pick, you know, to, for us to leave together. She brought a Bible with her. It was called the Good News Translation. I'd never heard of it before. Right. And being the people-pleasing, traumatized soul that I was, I went and got my Bible so that, you know, we both have our Bibles, right? There you go. Okay. Got it. But mine was a King James Bible. All right. And I didn't, you know, it wasn't like either one of us were doing any walking with God. So I look back at that and I'm still puzzled why that even happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just think that was the grace of God interceding or intervening in my life. And so we, we drove, we would get high while we drove, we would smoke, we would drink, we'd, you know, party while we're driving, which was really stupid. And yeah. we would read the Bible to each other. 
I'm like, like, that makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> but then well, I hadn't prayed in a long time. And it's only both are a search. And it's uh-huh. only both are a search for meaningfulness. But yeah. please carry on. Well, we we stopped because there was like bad weather. And we we called called home to let them know that, they, that we were okay because it was two girls on a road trip. Right. And that was before cell phones existed. Sure. <laughs> and uh, the operator told us about a tornado. And so that was kind of scary because the operators didn't talk to you. And I was having a conversation with the operator, which was another, wow, right. how'd that yeah. happen? Yeah. And then I prayed. I, I prayed because I, don't, I was scared. So I prayed. <laughs> a lot of people pray when they're scared. Absolutely. <laughs> but then I, I, you know, I saw the clouds moving. Like I, I thought I saw in the clouds, like, you know, God stretching out his hands to take care of me. And I had this bizarre mentality, like, because I was stuck in an earning mentality that because I prayed, God would save me because I'm doing good. I wasn't doing good. I was, <laughs> I was not doing good, but God protected us that whole way out. I was gone for six weeks and we did a lot of stupid things, but one night it was raining so hard that we couldn't drive anymore. I had to pull off into a rest area. And so we slept in the car. And I woke up the next morning. I was in the front seat. She was in the back seat. I woke up the next morning and I felt like I am not alone in this car. There's something in here with me, which I didn't understand. I just felt it. And I felt like it was God drawing me to him. And so my initial thing was, I remembered my roots at the church I went to. So I'm like, you know, okay, Jesus be Lord of my life. And you know that, but then all the fear and trauma came raging out and my terror of God erupted. And it's almost like I, you know, covered my head and ducked like back when <laughs> they would do under dusks years ago because I was afraid God was going to kill me. Mm. But he didn't. And I was like, wow, I'm not dead. And I think of that line from you have that Raiders of the Lost Ark on back there. Oh, I'm yeah. so pleased you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so pleased to not be dead. Yes. That, that was the beginning. And I was puzzled. Because I, I something had changed and I didn't understand it in the slightest. Right. And when I after I got home, to shorten the story, I started. My mom had gone back to church not too long before I left or something, and so I started going to her church with her. And little by little, I, this other lady she came in my life and she told me about this place where young people were going to church, and I didn't want to go because it was Friday night and that was party night. And she talked me into going once. And then I went, I started going all the time. And that ended up leading me to where I reconnected with someone I went to school with in the eighth grade, who is now my husband of 42 years. Okay. (laughs) And this man named Michael has a whole chapter in my book, Emerging with Wings, because he was God's gift to me as my first experience with unconditional love. And it was through learning love and connecting with God and Lord, little by little by little took me in different levels because it took years and years and years for him to heal my soul. It took years and years and years for me to believe he actually loved me. I have a little book called Love's Manifesto and there I I share how it took 34 years for God to convince me that his love was mine for me and that I actually believed it even on the bad days. So I think it's cool here. We're starting to get into how 
this has been an ongoing part of your transformation process, an ongoing part of the healing from trauma Mm -hmm. is the everyday choice. You made your initial choice that, okay, this life and lifestyle that I was doing, okay, it's not for me. I'm going to search for something different. I'm going to go this direction. Some of the actions you take and continue to take, we're going to get into some of your new uh, the disciplines and things you do now in just a minute. But this ongoing connection to a higher power is a daily or a regular part of your life, which is part of your ongoing transformation process. And I just think that's a part of what is happening with you. I don't think it really true transformation really happens, Danielle, without this. You know, there, there are folks who you would have the technical kind of the you know, you break an old habit, start a new habit, things like that. But we need to have that inner transformation as well as the other. Do you agree? Yes, we have to think differently. Yeah. We have to think differently. And you, we don't think differently on command. Hmm. And I felt that way when I was like going to church at the beginning of it, they would tell us to do stuff. And I felt like I'm supposed to just you right. know, instantaneously do these things. They were like commands. It's like, right. I, I don't know how to think differently. I don't know how to change my attitude. No one ever taught me. I don't know how I'm feeling. There's a term called alexithymia, which is when you don't know what you're feeling and you don't know what it's called. Mm. And I didn't know what I was feeling because my feelings were bad. They were evil. They were terrible. Don't feel anything. But God intervened in my life there too. And he told me that I needed to stop numbing my feelings or it was going to harm me physically. So that was another journey that he took me on. So you've been going through this entire process here, and now you're starting the process of not only healing and the trauma for yourself, but you've in several books and on your website and other things that you teach and lead and speak and and make yourself available to be helpful to others. You develop a process then, and I have to get in this for a minute here, Danielle, of a process of the habits or disciplines or patterns of life that you now have or have emerged that are healthier and help you to grow and to thrive and to overcome the trauma. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the, how have you changed your thinking? You mentioned about changing thinking. Did you change your thinking to new disciplines? Tell us about your process there. Well, the process that I went through, I had to see what was going on in my life. And then I had to expose the reasons why. And then I had to let God lavish his love on me and learn how to love myself before I could take any actions that would lead to my freedom. Mm. And this was something that happened over and over and over again. I didn't know it that clearly. And much of the actions to freedom were reprocessing, reprogramming my mind, just like a computer. You know, because you grow up and you're thinking this thing, I, th- you know, I think I'm ugly. I think I'm fat. I think I'm this, you know, I'm, right. and all those things. We have to change that. And we have to convince ourselves that we believe that because we have these beliefs. I hated myself. I thought I was fat and ugly. and <laughs> I bit my fingers until they bled to hurt myself was one of the things. And the mm. eating disorders. And I was trying to kill myself slowly because I was trying to torment myself because I thought I deserved it. Hmm. But going through this process and little by little changing my view of myself to seeing myself differently, to seeing my circumstances differently and having developing the courage to expose the reasons and causes behind them, because you can't fix something you can't see. That's one of my passions to help people is the hidden trauma. There are traumas that people know. They call it trauma. They're easy to call it that. 
but there are things that people, they, they dismiss it, that it's not trauma. Yes, mm. it is. Trauma is not really the incident. Trauma is the injury that took place in the brain and in the soul. It's what's left behind that needs the attention and needs the sure. healing. Mm-hmm. And people need to hear this. And it's a passion of mine to shine the light on these hidden things so people can heal and embrace what I like to call their God-given greatness. So through this process I've been through, I've developed a process to help my clients and students, and I call it the self-process, which it reflects that. See, expose, love, and free. And it's repetitive because you go through layers of healing. Mm. You have to see where you are today. How am I behaving today? How do I feel today? And then expose why. Why do you feel that way? Why are you there? What do you know about that? And then love yourself and take in love from others. Let yourself be loved. You know, I'm a Christian, so I believe in God and I receive his love. I know other people, they don't feel that way, but even receiving love from other people, because we are created as love creatures, we need to love and be loved. And that Third part of the process is so crucial and critical because love is what gives us the courage to do the fourth step of free, Mm. to set yourself free, to take the action. And if you come up with one thing you can do, and then you do that and you start over again with the C, expose, love, and free, and you do it again. This is how you little by little, you get free. That's how we overcome you know, habits and stuff. I started doing hand weights a few years ago and I started with little one pounders, sure. you know, then I had five pounders and 10 pounders, 15 pounders, 20 pounders. Well, if I would have started with the 20 pounders, it wouldn't have worked. So we have to start right. and then you, just layer by layer by layer by layer work on it. And what you're teaching on your process and your coaching and your books is this self process that basically helps people to get in touch with their trauma, but then to learn to love themselves. Mm-hmm. And to lead, 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 lead to a place of being what you call being grateful, being grateful and engaged in life. And then that's a, a great thing and love to hear that. And that's part of what I love to hear. And the people I love to, to talk to have a process in here of doing that. And then I like to hear what kind of impact that makes. And what I mean by that is, Danielle, a big part of the process then is not only to discover this for yourself, this self process but to love others enough to share it with them. And that's part of what you do on your website and your books. But I'm sure that you've had some folks in your life who you've encountered or served that you maybe witnessed to or seen some sort of transformation. And and that's always a, a cool thing to happen. Can you share with us testimonial, basically, of a person or Yes, I have two. You have two very Thanks. specific ones I love to share. All right, let's hear that. There's no greater joy than to help someone get their own aha moment. When the light goes on, they go, and then it changes everything. I, one of my coaching clients, she is a little older and it was during the pandemic Hmm. in 2020. And she was dealing with just fear in general And I coached her through this and she started to see that she had trauma from her childhood that she had dismissed because her mother dismissed it. When Mm. she took the appropriateness of her family friend tutor, 
to her mother, her, her mother just blew her off. Hmm. And she, she just had to keep going and being by this man who was doing inappropriate things and other verbal abuses and other things that she was subjected to. And she was able to identify the difference between the abuse and the trauma and the good parts and separate the two from each other and hold on to the good and to let go of the bad and to own it and call it what it was, trauma, because it had left that wound on her. She was so self-attacking and diminishing of herself. If she would had no self-compassion since then, she has just taken off in her social personality with others. It is amazing, like watching a flower bloom. She lost about 50 pounds just as a side effect of okay. how she treated herself differently. Sure. That's awesome. When I have seen her, I saw her at an event and she brought one of her family members to, to introduce to me. And this family member says to me, thank you for what you did. She is completely different person. Hmm. That's, and that's awesome. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, and that's a great that's affirmation. Great affirmation to you and what you're teaching that something good has happened there. And the oh. second one was one woman who took my my course, Heal Your Childhood Self. And she'd been through processes to deal with her trauma. So she had dealt with some, but she discovered a hidden one she had diminished as nothing. And she was able to address it and gain a freedom she didn't even know was possible because that thing was hiding. And I helped to bring light to that aspect of her life. And so I'm very excited about that as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's a great need. Everybody's got trauma. You know, we've mentioned here the last couple of years we've experienced with COVID and things happening in the world. It's there for everybody. That just kind of magnifies what is already there. Yeah. And in everybody's life, whatever the personal matters, it might be a relationship issue, a health issue, finances, any number of things can happen. Right. We have to have tools to deal with it in yourself process is certainly helpful. So if folks want to get connected to you, Danielle, through your website and things you offer, what is some ways they can do that? What would be a good starting point if someone who really wants to connect with you and get some of what the good stuff that you offer? Well, my website, you can connect to anything I have on my website. I have free resources there. I have my books there. My courses are there. My coaching is there. I have a short little course that's only $27. It's a seven-day challenge to love yourself. That's a short seven day, so it's short and it's inexpensive if they're looking for that. And I also have a podcast that they could listen to called Victorious Souls, which focuses on getting the victory in your life. Because my core values with being a victorious soul are love and honor centric, warrior mindset, taking ownership of your life, and self-care. Awesome. And the self is real important to me because that's the, the core of where our choices are at. It is the self who makes the choices. So we have to focus on that so that you can make intentional choices and, and not do just be pushed down the line because of codependency or any other kind of issues. There is side effects from that trauma. 
several great things there. I've been on your website, lots of great resources, very well put together and lots of great opportunities, several books that you have and some great resources based out of your own experience from the, the lady on the internet who loves you. Her name is Danielle Burnock. She, you can find her at daniellebernock.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-B-E-R-N-O-C-K.com. And she is a trauma-informed self-love coach, author, and speaker. And she's been our guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. With Dr. Brad Miller, Daniel, thank you for being our guest today. Thanks so much to Danielle Burnock for sharing deep from her own emotions, from her own heart, her own story about her own trauma. And she was able to teach us a lot about her processes to help her and can be helpful uh, to you as well. Uh, you can find her at DanielBurnock.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-B-E-R-N-O-C-K.com. And that's where I'm going to invite you to go for your action point. What can you do? On her website are several things that you can take a look at. She has a podcast. She has a lots of free resources that are on her uh, on her website and uh, some uh, some books, access to her books. But I'm going to invite you to take the assessment tool that she has there. That's going to help you to get, get, begin to get a handle on what you need to do in the action points in your life, because that's what it's really all about. The idea is you cannot let, let your uh, trauma be unresolved. And the starting place to resolve your trauma is to identify it and identify an action process. You're going to love it. Go over to her website, DanielBurnock.com. Here at the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, Brad Miller, we're all about helping you to overcome adversity, things such as what we've talked about here today, which had to do with the, you know depression and, and adversity. So we deal with depression and divorce and disease, debt and death, and other things in life, and we do that through over 200 episodes of this podcast, which are designed to be helpful to you. We also want you to know that you can head over to drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way, where you can see the sponsor of our program, which is the 40 day way process. The, that helps you devise your POP, your personal life plan to help you to get unstuck in your life in 40 days and have a track, a plan or process to have success in your life. Head over to drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way to find out more about it. We're here to be helpful to you. Each and every week here on the uh, here on the drbradmiller.com, the 40 uh, here on the uh, Beyond Adversity podcast. So tune in again next time. We'll have another great guest who's going to speak to some aspect of your life about how you can crush adversity and succeed. Until next time, friends, this is Dr. Brad Miller, and I just want to continue to invite you to do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.